Are you tired of getting screwed because of the things you don't know how to do? Are you ready to do more and be more? Well, then get ready to reclaim your independence. Reclaim the knowledge that has been passed down through the generations that will make you more capable and a more confident individual in any situation. Get ready to become a Reclaimed American. God is great. God is good. Now, why did I say these things here at the very beginning of the show? Well, one, that's the name of the show is God is Good. The reason I'm saying that is because I had a few things happen very recently and even today that kind of reemphasizes the fact that God is great. He has definitely been very helpful to my wife and I in both personal issues and I, I, I don't want to say material things, but let me let me tell you let, let me start back a little bit, all right? Now, because today's episode is called God is Good, yes, this is going to be kind of a religious-based show or episode. And what I'm going to do is kind of go back go back to the past a little bit and fill you in on where we're at on our spiritual journey, where we began and where we're at now. So for my wife, her dad, when when they came from Costa Rica to the United States, her dad got very involved with the church. He went through all the classes and all the schooling that he needed to to become a deacon in the Roman Catholic Church. So from about the age of, let's say, 15, I think, until now, he has been just hardcore in the church. Once he became, uh, I don't know if they call it an ordained deacon or how they, how they really phrase that, but once he became a deacon, he pretty much has been very, let's say, church-related in everything that he's done, whether it was sacrificing weekends for the church, definitely sacrificed a lot of nights doing in-house Bible studies with people from the church. Definitely, you know, he spent tons of weekends, just, you know, everything church-related, baptisms, funerals, all kinds of stuff. And now he, he helps out at this one particular church that my wife and I have actually kind of grown to like this church. Um, I'll tell you more about that story in a bit, but, uh, you know, one thing I just remembered, I'm forgetting the Baby T Chronicles update. Yet another reason why God is good. Because my wife and I, we've been married 17 years. And I, again, I like to say in the beginning, we didn't want children. Or at least not in the first part when we first got married. Because we wanted to explore. We wanted to, one, get comfortable with each other. And then two, explore the world. Now, when I say comfortable with each other, it seems that these days a lot of people, they fall in love, they move in with each other, and they're living together for years before they ever get married. That's not what we did. We literally met online through a pen pal website. As a result of that, we started talking back and forth, and over the course of like six months, we became rather fond of each other, but we had never met. I think we sent each other a photo online of each other, you know, and like, ooh, look, here's me, you know. 
but we never met in person. Then after about six months, I had a nephew that was having a birthday party that brought me to Houston where she was living. I told her, get some of your friends together and let's go bowling or something. And that's exactly what happened. We met at a bowling alley in person. And uh, it was pretty much just, you know, in our hearts, we kind of felt fireworks from there. Um, Or maybe I did. I don't know if it was that quick for her. But after that weekend, I I didn't come to Houston the next weekend because I had stuff already pre-planned. But then after that, I came to Houston every weekend from San Antonio until like mid-April. And so that was like beginning of February. So that's February, March, April. So almost three months, I came to Houston every weekend just to be with her. And uh, yeah, so anyway, so we got married. We lived in San Antonio for a while. She was homesick. We moved back to Houston. But anyways, that's getting off topic. So we're married 17 years. We traveled the world. We got comfortable with each other. And then we, then we were like, you know what? We hope we didn't miss the boat. We hope we didn't lose, lose our chance to have children. And I'd say at least for the last seven years, we'd been trying and just nothing. You know, it, either we couldn't get our timing right or something. Something was keeping us from having children. Now, at that time, neither one of us were, we, we didn't go to church. Now, again, you, know, you heard about how, how my wife grew up with her dad being a deacon. And during that time, yeah, they went to church every weekend, but she was never overly involved with the church. And as for me, growing up, we, we didn't go to church when I, when I was a real little kid. It wasn't until maybe I was about six years old, my sister wanted to start going to church. So that got my parents to say, all right, well, screw it, let's go to church. So they found a church in the local area, and I grew up in Florida. They found a church there in, I think it's St. Petersburg, that uh, they really liked, and they started going. And that first weekend, that first day, they went to church as a family. I say they went to church because I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay home, watch Scooby-Doo, wrestling, or whatever else was on, on a Saturday night, because that's what we did. We went to Saturday night mass. And so they, they gave me an option. They said, all right. You either go to church, or when we get home, you go to bed. So I was like, see ya. I'm going to stay here and watch TV. And that's what I did. I stayed home. I watched TV. They got home. They put my ass to bed. And I cried all freaking night until, God, I don't know. I, I probably cried for a good three hours, like nonstop, just the whole time and finally they they came into the bedroom they said all right make you a deal we'll let you come out of the bedroom but next weekend you're going to church okay so that was it i started going to church after that then as a result since both of us were in church then they put us through all the sunday school stuff so we could uh, do our i guess you call it confirmation and all that stuff and uh yeah so that was that at that point, I was Roman Catholic. And uh, then when we moved from Florida, that was because my mom and the dad, whose last name I have, they got a divorce. I, I say it like that because when they got together, he adopted my sister and I. So we took his last name. 
And when they got a divorce, we packed up the truck and moved to Texas, you know, with my mom. And at that point, she gave us the option again, if you want to go to church, I'll take you. But if not, I understand. And pretty much from that point on, neither of us, we didn't go to church anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. We still had, you know, the love of God in our heart and everything, but we just didn't go. I mean, it, it was kind of one, it was kind of a harsh thing for a kid, you know, going through the divorce process and all that. Especially since, you know, literally, I got home from school. They already had the truck packed. I just had to hop in and go. And that's how we left. Turns out, there was some other shit going on on his side that caused all this to happen. I didn't know that at the time. I found out later. But let's just say it was a good thing that we left. So, anyways, fast forwarding to my wife and I, we get married. Uh, we just got married by a justice of the, justice of the peace. At my dad's house. We did that in the backyard. And now where I grew up um, in my later years, our backyard is like the kill country. So it was a nice ceremony. We had a really, we had a friend who's a really good photographer and she made it look like we we're in some kind of like magic gardens or some shit. And uh, it was really nice. Very well done. But um, I totally went down a rabbit hole on that one. Um, so fast forward now. We always wanted a kid after about, you know, after like the first 10 years of marriage, we're like, all right, well, now we want a kid, but damn, I think we missed the boat because it's just not working. We're doing it, but it's not working. And towards the end of last year and beginning part of this year, we actually started um, kind of getting more, I don't want to say godly, because we're definitely a far cry from that, but we started getting more into spirituality and getting leaning back more towards, um, you know, saying, uh, saying our good morning or good night prayers and saying grace before we have our, our breakfast in the morning. We don't always do that for dinner and all that, but typically for mornings, we always, we always say a little something, whether it's together or if I'm getting up early cause I have to go to work, I'll, I'll, try to make a mental reminder to always say at least a little something every morning. And lo and behold, April, she becomes pregnant. We like to say that's thanks to God. So there you go. Um, now, continuing with the Baby T Chronicles, we now know the sex of our baby. So thanks to God, we are having a little girl. We're excited. We now know which way we're going to start planning. We've, we've kind of started trying to narrow down some baby names. I'm not going to say that until we get a full lockdown on it, but, you know, we still got like another five, six months before we have to worry about that. But just know, Baby T is a baby girl. So there you go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little baby girl. So now I can polish up the shotgun, and I'll be ready for that shit when she starts dating when she's 25. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. So now, um, something else that happened recently that, uh, has made me say, you know what? God is good. So we've got a boat. Okay. It's a 48 foot boat. It's a 1970 pacemaker. And it was one of the early years of the fiberglass boats that pacemaker made in conjunction with a company called all glass. And the hull is solid as can be. And uh, this thing is like a freaking tank on water. 
but everything else on that boat is a work in progress. The engines are shit, and we're renovating multiple portions of the boat at one time, which maybe we shouldn't have done. We should have just said, all right, we're going straight down this area. But anyways, so last time I went out to the boat, I noticed that our primary bilge pump, it was a auto pump with like a little, some kind of a touch sensor. And so once water got up to a certain point, it made a electrical connection and it would turn the pump on. Well, I started hearing when, when I went there, the, um, there hadn't been rain for a while. And I started noticing the pump was just running. It, it would run for a couple minutes, stay off for about a couple minutes, start running again. And I said, you know, that's not normal. So I go to the forward section where our primary pump is at. And I opened up the bilge, looked inside. Sure enough, there was like hardly any water in there. It definitely wasn't pumping anything out. And I'm like, ah, shit, our pump's going out. So fortunately, I had bought a new pump like six months before to use somewhere else on the boat. And I ended up not needing it. And rather than returning it, I said, nah, I'll hold on to it. You never know. Well, there you go. You never know. And I ended up needing it. So I installed this new pump there. Rather than using the hose that came off of the old pump, I used a different hose, which should have been connected for the forward shower sump. Uh, What I mean by a forward shower sump is in the forward section of our boat, we have a bathroom or a head. And in that head, there's a shower. And it drains into a little box that has a pump. And when that box starts filling up, it pumps out. And that's the shower sump box. And so I connected it to that hose. Because I'm like, well, we're not using the forward head right now. It literally is disassembled. So we don't need it. So I connected the new pump to that hose. Well, I found out today when we went back to the boat. And by the way, today is 4th of July. Independence Day. So, happy birthday, America. And uh, anyway, so I go to the boat. We had to sign a new lease with the marina, and I had to make a payment. So, that's why we were there. I go on the boat, and before I go on the boat, I always look port and starboard, left and right side of the boat, and make sure that everything looks all right. And one of the things I always look for is how high or low the boat is riding in the water. And everything looked fine. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's not pumping water out right now. Life is good. And I'm, I'm liking how it's sitting in the water. So I get on the boat and uh, I go down into the galley area, which uh, it's like a galley salon, which you could call it the kitchen and dining air or living room together. And I heard like the sound of running water and it was coming from the forward section. So I'm like, huh. Last time I heard a sound like that, the water heater had gone out and sprung a leak, and it was spraying water inside the boat. Now, typically, I always turn the water, the incoming water, off before we leave the boat. And I didn't turn it on when I got onto the boat today. So I figured, well, shit, maybe I left the water on from last time. And who knows how long it's been running. But I get down to the forward section, and I open up the hatch for the bilge, And I hear the pump running. I look down in there and I can see there's about a foot or so of water in the bilge, which is the bottom section of the boat, by the way. And I'm like, well, that's not good. 
but I hear the pump running. I hear water trickling. What the hell? So right beside where that hatch is, there's a small staircase that lets you go from the salon area down to the forward section where the where there's a, a V-berth, a little sleeping area, and then right in front of that is the forward head. And on the staircase, there's a drawer that pulls out, and then I can see underneath into the belly of the beast, so to speak. So I pulled the drawer out, I look inside, and sure enough, the hose that I thought was connected wasn't. So the water started filling up um, due to a bunch of heavy rain that we had recently, and instead of pumping the water out, it was circulating the water inside the boat. So I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, well, screw me, but let me get this fixed. So I, I, I pick up the old hose that came off the old pump, and I literally just held them together for a little bit. And I'm like, man, this is, going, this is taking forever to pump out like this. Let me go check on the what I call the backup pump, which is the engine compartment pump. The way our boat is situated, any water that collects in it collects in the forward section first and then slowly starts making its way back towards the engine compartment and if you get enough water eventually all the way to the ass end but i go into the engine compartment um our boat's not like incredibly big as far as mechanical space is concerned so i'm crawling around in there i open up the access hatch to where the water collects and i see a wire just laying there i'm looking at it and i'm like you know it's my luck. That's probably that backup pump's wire. Because for the last two months, I've been working on the air conditioners, and I bet you I kicked that fucker off. Sure enough, I did. Somehow, I dis I kicked the wire with my foot in such a way that it disconnected it, and it was just laying there. And I tried hitting the little switch for the uh, the pump to make it manually come on. Yeah, wasn't happening. Reconnected the wire, cranked right on. No problem. So I'm like, fuck. Because we've had some hellacious rains come through in the last, let's say, month since I put that new pump on. And that means that our boat essentially did not have a working pump for the last month. And like I said, we've had some pretty serious storms come through. And again, that is where God is good. He was definitely watching out for us on that one. Um, because the reason we got that boat is the previous owners let a literally a crackhead son live on it, and he stole everything of value off that boat, including batteries and bilge pumps. So after that boat sunk in the marina three times in a year, the marina finally told them, look, we don't care what you do with the boat. We don't want it here anymore. It's got to go. So they put it on Craigslist for free. My buddy was the first one to reply. We went out the next day and looked at it. And next thing you know, my wife and I, we had a boat. So yet again, God is good because we've been wanting a boat for a long time. Now, in hindsight, maybe a boat that was a little more functional would have been better because after getting sunk three times in a year, the engines were shit. And we didn't know that because the guys only told us, oh, yeah, it sunk this one time. And we had it brought back up, and we got the engines cleaned up. So you're you're good. You're good. It's just uh, the, the starters went bad, and we pulled them off, and we never put them back on. So we're thinking, oh, okay, we just need starters. No problem. We'll get some starters. Boat will crank right up after we get batteries and everything else. Well, once we took possession of the boat and had it hauled to a different marina, 
we started investigating the boat. And thank God we didn't actually pay for it, for the damn thing. Um, because the electrical, completely shot. The, um, the engines were shot. Uh, they did at least drain all the, uh, they drained all the oil out of it before we got it. So we didn't have to worry about an environmental mess from that. Uh, the transmissions were full of water. Um, so they're shot. And yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much having to completely gut it and start over. But yeah, but hey, we got a boat. We can sleep on it. We can cook on it. We can shower on it because we got all that stuff working now. So the AC electrical is fully functional. We have air conditioning now. And when I say AC, I meant like alternating current AC, not air conditioning AC. So just to clarify there. So yeah, we can finally sleep on the boat. We can shower on the boat. We can cook on the boat. We can sleep on the boat. I think I already said that. Anyways, so yeah, so we got the basics. And where we're located, we're in Seabrook, and you can see what, what we call the Kima Bridge from the back of the boat. And right on the other side of the bridge is where they do the fireworks. Uh, so for New Year's and 4th of July, we have like front row seats practically of the fireworks. Unfortunately, this year, we're not going to be there for 4th of July. But, thankfully, Kima does fireworks every Friday night in June and July. So, we still got, what, um, tomorrow night. I mean, t- like I said, tonight is 4th of July, but it's Thursday. They will have fireworks. Tomorrow, they'll have fireworks. And for about the next two or three weeks, they'll have fireworks. So, it's not like we're really missing out on nothing. And we're avoiding all the crowds. So, we're back at home. I'm making this recording. Life is good. And life is good because God is good. So, you always got to give thanks to the man upstairs. Whether it's just purely faith that, uh, that, that we're going for, or maybe there really is someone up there. We like to think there is, but we're just saying, I'm just saying it like that. You got to give thanks to God. Uh, seriously. Because if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. You know, you know that phrase? So, yeah. Anywho, so, Baby T Chronicles, that was our big update. We're having a girl. God is good. That's concept of this show today. I'll be honest, I totally forgot to do the quote of the day, but I think I do have something written down here. Uh, give me just a second. One thing I highly recommend that everybody does is carry a little, uh, some people call it a field journal, some people just call it one of those little spiral-bound notebooks, but just something that you can write, write random things down in and keep it with you during the day. I personally use the little, uh, it's called the Write in the Rain All-Weather Journals. The paper is designed to get wet and not mess up on you. I like these little books. I mean, if I've got it in my pocket and I'm working, I guarantee you I'm sweating my ass off and soaking every page in this little book. But it takes a licking, keeps on ticking. Anyways, ah, yes, I do have one quote written down that I actually plan for today. And before I get into the quote, though, if you do not follow me on social media, if you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, then you're totally missing out on the free giveaway that I'm doing. In the last episode, I mentioned that I made some pieces and I want to, and I was thinking to sell them, but I decided since they're not quite up to what I'll call my standards of selling, I'm going to give them away. And I'm doing a giveaway on Facebook and I'm doing a giveaway on Instagram. 
So if you want to be eligible for one, the other, or both even, then follow me on Facebook. Uh, just search me out, Reclaimed American. Or follow me on Instagram, at Reclaimed American. And so yes, so you have to like and follow my pages. Look for the post where I talk about the giveaway. And you have to like that post. If you're on Instagram, you have to tag at least one person that you think would also like to possibly get something for free or could definitely use the message that I put out every week. On Facebook, you have to like it and share the post. And let's see. So like it, share it. Oh, and then you have to comment on the post, either I want or pick me. Why is there two different possibilities there? Because when I started doing the video to talk about the giveaway, in the beginning of it, I said, pick me. At the end of it, I said, I want, or backwards, whichever. So I'm, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm not redoing the video. You can either type in, I want, or you can type in, pick me. Take your choice. And then you'll be eligible to win a set of three pieces of wood that I did, made it out of pallet wood and epoxy. And I like the way the finish came out. I really, really do. But because it was pallet wood and I don't have a planer and I didn't want to sand on it for freaking 20 minutes, the, the wood has a slight cup to it. There's a few little flaws here and there in the surface. But honestly, if you're using it as like a piece of desk art or you've got it like, I don't know, on a table somewhere or on a, on a bookshelf as a display piece, you'll never notice it. Um, I'm just really anal about stuff that I put out for sale. And rather than just throwing them away, why not? I'll do a giveaway. You don't have to pay shipping. I take care of everything. So you're totally getting a free product just for liking, sharing, subscribing, whatever. So anyways, um, now that I've got that out of the way, let's go into the quote of the day. So today's quote comes to us from Sun Tzu. And the quote is, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And basically, if you're a warrior in a garden, then that means you're prepared for any shit that comes your way. But if you're a gardener in a war, you're woefully unprepared for anything that comes your way. So think about that. Think about what it is that you do daily to better yourself and to be prepared for anything that could possibly happen to you. Are you prepared? Or are you the gardener in a war? I know which one I would rather be. But anyway, so um, as I said last week or at some point, I am going to slowly start um, bringing in guests. And whether it's I actually get them here at the house, which in my case would be my garage and it's freaking hotter and shit in here so I don't think I'm going to do that now I could always move my recording stuff into the house but eh, I like my space um, and being in the house I, I don't know I, I, I like the feel out here in the garage better I got a fan on me so it keeps my butt somewhat cool I'm good out here so the guests that I bring on uh, at some point I'll either do it face to face where they're at face to face here or possibly do like a Zoom call and get them on that way. But I do want to start bringing in guests and start doing an interview-based show. So that's something new that will be coming up in the near future, I hope. 
And beyond that, just, you know, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook at, fa- at Reclaimed American. If you want to be part of my mailing list through the website, go to reclaimedamerican.us. And let's see, that's about it. Um, what I'm going to start doing in a couple of upcoming episodes is I'm going to start doing like a, a, a series, if you will, that I'll periodically do, and it'll be on giving back. So basically, I'm going to find some groups that are doing great things in the world, trying to help out veterans, trying to help out first responders, and just trying to, to bring a, a good message to the world, if you will. And I'm going to try to get them to come on and have them here on the show. So you can look forward to that as well as just my random knowledge that I love spitting out to you every week. So this is episode 20. That means 20 weeks of me talking to y'all. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. I think that's the coolest shit ever. Um, the show is slowly growing. So remember, leave me a rating and review on whatever podcast player you're using. If you think I should be on a player that I currently am not on, hey, shoot me a message. Let me know. Uh, That's the only way I can grow. I do have a few that I'm wanting to get on, but honestly, I've just been pulled 20 million different ways. And uh, anyway, so we'll go from there. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. And I will see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. If you're ready to do more and be more, Start by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play. Then join our community on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed American. And join us over on our website at reclaimedamerican.us.